RT8K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Beijing hits back at President Biden's comments on Taiwan, saying the island is an inalienable part of China. The Law Society says it's following up a complaint from police accusing a number of lawyers of professional misconduct. And airport officials say passengers will have to keep on paying fees for the construction of the third runway until at least 2033. Beijing says no one should underestimate its resolve in defending national sovereignty, rebuking President Joe Biden's vow to defend Taiwan militarily if it's attacked. Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin made the comment at a press briefing and told reporters that Taiwan is an inalienable part of China's territory. China expressed strong dissatisfaction and resolute opposition to the U.S. remarks. Taiwan is an inalienable part of Chinese territory. The Taiwan issue is purely an internal affair of China and cannot be interfered with by any external forces. China has no room for compromise or concessions on issues involving China's core interests, such as sovereignty and territorial integrity. No one should underestimate the strong determination, firm will and strong ability of the Chinese people to defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity. President Biden made the remarks on Taiwan in Tokyo at a joint news conference with the Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. Here's the situation. We agree with a one-China policy. We signed on to it and all the attendant agreements made from there. But the idea that, that it can be taken by force just taken by force is just not is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region and be another action similar to what happened in in uh, in Ukraine. Mr. Kishida is hosting the Quad Summit in Japan, which also includes the leaders of India and Australia. Here in Hong Kong, the Law Society says it's looking into a complaint from the police accusing a number of lawyers of having committed professional misconduct in relation to a fund set up to support protesters. The complaint comes from national security officers looking into the now-defunct 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund. The society's president, CM Chan, said an investigation committee had been set up to probe the allegations. We are unable to disclose any information because the nature of our conduct investigation is highly confidential. It is only fair to the complainant and those who make the complaint that we don't disclose any details at this stage. Uh, we will, at appropriate juncture, uh, increase transparency to let the public know uh, the detail of our investigation. Airport officials say passengers will have to keep on paying fees for the construction of the third runway until at least 2033. That's three years more than originally stated. Officials told a LegCo panel meeting that COVID-19 had crushed passenger numbers. Departing or transiting passengers are currently charged up to $108 towards the cost of the $141 billion project. Here's the airport authority's airport operations executive director, Vivian Chung. Until the open border policy changed, then we are ready to gear up to, with the entire uh, industry to welcome the passenger coming back. Now, to uh, sustain our hub status, of course, four elements very important. Government's policy and then the local economy and airline, local-based air, airline status and also airport's readiness. So all four, we have uh, uh, prepared for it. And like the uh, Bureau just mentioned that once the passenger come back, we also have a lot of activity to ensure that we can capture the market. 
Police say they've received more than 5,600 traffic-related complaints through a new platform they set up for people to report driving offences. The police began a trial run in April for people to submit videos or photos through WeChat of suspected violations such as dangerous or careless driving. Wesley Wan, who's the honorary life president of the Hong Kong Automobile Association, says the new app should make roads safer. I think with a new method, it will improve the road safety in Hong Kong because there are a lot of things that police cannot keep an eye on and the public drivers will report it with a new app. And the weather for tonight and tomorrow, cloudy with one or two showers. Bright periods tomorrow afternoon with temperatures ranging between 24 and 27 degrees. Moderate to fresh easterly winds occasionally strong offshore and on high ground at first. And the outlook, a few showers in the next few days. It'll be hot over the weekend. At the observatory, it's 24 degrees Celsius. Humidity is 94%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. New COVID-19 cases reported by the Centre for Health Protection have fallen below 200. They include two more diners from a small cluster centred around a McDonald's at City Plaza in Taikushing. They visited on the same day as a couple found to have been infected with a new subvariant of Omicron. Michelle Bachelet has begun a visit to China, the first by the United Nations top human rights official since 2005. Aaron Tam reports. The six-day trip will see Michelle Bachelet visit Xinjiang on a fact-finding mission. Beijing has repeatedly denied any mistreatment of the far western region's ethnic Uyghur population, adding that the visit of the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights should not be based on the presumption of guilt. Ms. Bachelet's office said last year it believes the mostly Muslim Uyghurs have been unlawfully detained, mistreated and forced to work. China has denied the existence of detention camps, saying it had set up vocational training centers with dormitories where people can check themselves in to learn about law, Chinese language and vocational skills. A commentary by the Xinhua News Agency said the United States has been demonizing Xinjiang in a bid to curb China's development and describe the region's achievements in protecting and promoting human rights as remarkable. Beijing has denied Western allegations of forced labor, genocide and human rights abuses and repeatedly warned other countries not to interfere in its domestic affairs. Turning overseas, President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine has told the World Economic Forum that Russia should be punished for its, for its, it, over, to discourage future international aggression. Mr Zelensky told business leaders in the Swiss city of Davos that all trade with Russia should end and frozen Russian funds should be used to rebuild Ukrainian cities destroyed by the war. There should be Russian oil embargo. All the Russian banks should be bought. No exceptions. There should be an abandonment of the Russian IT sector. There should not be any trade with Russia. This should be a precedent for sanctions pressure that will work convincingly for the decades to come. Meanwhile, a court in Ukraine sentenced a Russian tank commander to life in jail for killing an unarmed civilian in the first war crimes trial since the conflict began three months ago. Judges found Vadim Shishimarin, who's 21, had carried out a criminal order by shooting a 62-year-old civilian dead. The head of the International Monetary Fund has warned the world is facing a series of calamities with the war in Ukraine compounding the impact of the pandemic. Speaking at the start of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Kristalina Georgieva said trade was fragmenting with countries restricting food and energy supplies. The forum's the managing director, Sadia Zahidi, said it was vital the bloc was meeting again. 
at this moment in time with the backdrop of the pandemic, with the backdrop of geopolitical tensions, and with now the economic crisis, the energy crisis, the food crisis that very large parts of the world face, this is absolutely the right moment for political leaders, for business leaders and others to come back together. Um, while this is not in the typical cycle in which the annual meeting in Davos is held, normally we are in January at the start of the year, this is such a consequential moment. This is the moment to restart that engine of cooperation. The Director General of the World Health Organization has called for a global health security architecture with a stronger, more sustainably funded WHO at its centre. However, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus also acknowledged that the WHO had to change after it was criticised by some member states for its response to the pandemic. Speaking at the annual World Health Assembly, Mr Tedros said the COVID crisis was far from over. He also warned that the world was not prepared for future pandemics. Health officials in Europe have reported more cases of monkeypox as, as the number of infections in countries outside Africa increases. The authorities in Portugal confirmed, confirmed 14 new cases, bringing the total to 37. Spain now has 34 confirmed cases after four more infections were detected in the region of Madrid. An epidemiologist at Deakin University, Professor Catherine Bennett, said the current outbreak in multiple countries could be the result of bad luck. It might just be the the misfortune of having someone who was highly infectious at a time where they we had a spreader event which has gone undetected. People have moved from that event back to their home cities. It might have been a large party or event where a number of people were potentially infected at the same time. And so we've now got multiple seeding events around the world. British authorities have fined a US firm, firm specialising in facial recognition software almost $10 million US million for collecting images of people without their consent. A regulator ordered Clearview AI to delete all the data it had of British residents. It said Clearview had amassed more than 20 billion pictures of people's faces worldwide from online platforms. The firm offers facial recognition as a commercial service, but earlier this month was banned from selling its product to most private companies in the United States. Its use by government and law enforcement agencies remains controversial. Indonesia has lifted a ban on the export of palm oil. The world's biggest producer of the edible oil halted exp exports last month in an attempt to control rising domestic prices. The BBC's Rebecca Henschke reports. Palm oil companies are required to share a percentage of their plantation with local communities in so-called plasma plantations. But a joint BBC investigation has found palm oil companies supplying major consumer goods firms like Johnson & Johnson and Kellogg's are failing to fully comply with the 2007 regulation, potentially costing local communities millions of dollars of income. The consumer companies have said they take the allegations very seriously and have vowed to investigate. Sport now and Manchester City have secured their fourth Premier League title in five years by just one point and that looked in serious doubt for much of their final game against Aston Villa. Pep Guardiola's side were 2-0 down with 15 minutes left when three goals in five minutes left the City boss in tears of relief and joy. Guardiola said later he was just happy to finish the season ahead of such a strong Liverpool side. The magnitude of the achievement is because it's the magnitude of the rival and the rival is the perfect team and beat them not just one, three times, toes to toes and, and so it's, it's incredible. It's, it's a dream come true because I know how, how tough they are and uh, beat them. It speaks really well about who we are as a team. 
So Liverpool finished runners-up to City again after coming from behind to beat Wolves 3-1 at Anfield. Here's the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp. First and foremost, congratulations, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, all his staff, um, and everybody, all the people from Man City, for uh, yeah, winning a tough race. That's how it is. If you want to win big, you have to be ready to lose big. We lost big today, not the game, but the, the league, if you want. Yeah, but we will go again. Tottenham secured the final Champions League qualification spot with a 5-0 win over Norwich. Burnley were relegated after a 2-1 home loss to Newcastle, while Leeds survived by beating Brentford. Sport and the American golfer Justin Thomas has won the PGA Championship for a second time. He defeated Will Zelotaris in a three-hole playoff at Southern Hills, Oklahoma, to add to the title he won in 2017. Thomas began the final round seven shots off the lead, but finished with the best round of the day at three under par. He said afterwards he was just happy to have a shot at the title after 72 holes. And I mean, there's a lot of great players ahead of me, but I know that they hadn't won a major before, and um, I know it, I hadn't won in a while, but I just I remember how tough it was, and I remember how tough it is now to win. So I knew I was going to be nervous, and I knew that they'd be feeling the exact same thing. So I felt like I probably needed to get to six or seven to have a chance, but... Um, but I also didn't know. I mean, I just as well knew two or three could be in a playoff. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, just glad I stayed patient and kind of went about my, about my way. The Golden State Warriors need just one more win to, win the, to reach the NBA Finals. The Warriors took a commanding 3-0 lead over the Mavericks in the Western Conference Final after a 109-100 to win in Dallas. Steph Curry led the, story, the scoring for Golden State with 31 points. Andrew Wiggins added 27. Warriors coach Steve Kerr said he was pleased with his team's performance. I, uh, I love the, the position we're in. I love the fact that our team came in and, and um, got the win tonight. You know, this was the one we felt like we had to get. You know, um, coming here up 2-0, you've got to take advantage of your momentum. You, you can't let a team uh, back in. And uh, we know how good Dallas is. So I'm just really proud of uh, the way our guys played tonight and competed and, and got the job done. Tennis former world number one Naomi Osaka says she may skip Wimbledon over the decision to strip the Grand Slam tournament of ranking points. The Japanese player said that's affecting her mentality going into the grass season after her 7-5-6-4 loss to Amanda Anisimova in the first round of the French Open. The ATP and WTA tours last week removed ranking points from Wimbledon. Reigning French Open champion Barbara Krejcikova also crashed out in the first round, losing in three sets to French teenager Diane Parry. But top seed Iga Sviantek eased her way into the second round in straight sets, as did China's Zhang Qinwen. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Beijing hits back at President Biden's comments on Taiwan. The Law Society says it's looking into a complaint from police accusing several lawyers of misconduct. And airport officials say passengers will have to keep on paying fees for the third runway until at least 2033. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
From the days of Flower Power and Carnaby Street, the new vaudeville bands at Winchester Cathedral, the other one that they had a hit with, I think it was called Finchley Central, uh, but it didn't do uh, as well as that track anyway. Our second hour on this Monday night. Thanks ever so much for tuning in. Peter King with you, of course, as part of our marvellous musical, magical mystery tour. If you like a song to add to the list, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Follow him. 